working with the best. Purping yellow, purping yellow, purping yellow, purping yellow. The Lakers repeat back-to-back title. Welcome to the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Oh, he's smoking hot. The latest Laker news. Another great showtime feed. The greatest Laker show. This is going to be legendary for a long time. This is the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Lakers all day. Go Lakers! What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Big Baby Jonathan here, man. Welcome to another episode of Big Baby Sports, man. got... Brandon Robinson, man, from Bailey Sports, man. Thank you for coming on, man. Hope all is well, man. It's been a minute since you've been on the show, man. It's been a minute. You know I got to represent with Bally Sports, man. Bally Sports is everywhere you want to be. I think 16 to 19 markets uh, carry the Bally's uh, regional games across the country. So, brother, good to see you on uh, as Brandon Scoopy Robinson. Uh, We've been rocking for a long time. Basketball Society, my stop at Heavy. So, you know, just another platform for us to make magic happen, brother. Yeah, most definitely, man. Uh, let's get into the topic of today. Um, you broke a story about 48 hours. Go ahead and dive into that, man. Go ahead and dive into all the stuff that you've been reporting this weekend. So I was on vacation. Uh, I was in uh, I was in Mexico. I was in Playa de Carmen. And uh, I, I flew in into, uh, I got into the airport and I got a text message. KD requested a trade. I said, huh? So, you know, when you go to another country, you got to, mm-hmm. your phone has to recalibrate to what's going on. So, I was a fan just like the rest of y'all. I wasn't aware. I was off the clock. I'm still on vacation. But, um, you know, essentially just digging deep in between swimming and hanging out with my friends. Um, I know that the Los Angeles Lakers were on a list of teams um, that were reportedly uh, on Kyrie Irving's wish list. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think those teams included the Lakers, Mm -hmm. uh, as well as the Miami Heat, as well as the Dallas Mavericks, the New York Knicks, and the Los Angeles Clippers. I think I gave all five. Um, Mm -hmm. and what I can tell you is I know you've been texting me, um, and asking me, you know, what's going on, um, just in conversations that I've had uh, with those privy, um, they shared with me that that is more of a Lakers interest, um, than it is, um, Kyrie's interest. And, um, I know that, you know, you and I go back, uh, I told you Anthony Davis was going to join the Lakers. I told you about Space Jam. I told you about LeBron. Mm-hmm. All the Lakers. The only one I struck out on was Kawhi, and those were because Paul George ultimately found his way to the Clippers. But mm-hmm. you know, if it relates to Kyrie Irving, you, you know I'm on the money. And mm-hmm. um, I think that as it relates to the Lakers, I think that the Lakers um, pairing LeBron and Kyrie Irving would be cool, um, mm-hmm. but that is more of a Lakers um, – position mm-hmm. uh, or the Nets and the Lakers having conversation than Kyrie's desire from what I understand. Mm. Yeah, most definitely, man. It's, it's crazy how all this stuff happened, man. It happened like like that, man. So so, so what you're saying is Kyrie Irving is not interested in the Lakers, more of Lakers interested in him. He Would he prefer to stay in Brooklyn? Yeah, that that's what I've, that's what I've gathered, that um, Kyrie Irving loves being in Brooklyn. It, the mathematics just have to make sense about an extension. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, ultimately Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving still, still excuse me, have a desire uh, to be teammates. And um, so it's just a matter of the Nets right now. Uh, 
doing what needs to be done to make those guys happy. Listen, I, I'll be honest with you, man. I know this is a Lakers podcast. I got my start with the Nets as a kid back in 97 doing radio. Um, just Kyrie Irving's knowledge of the region, uh, being from West Orange, New Jersey, his dad mm-hmm. being from the Mitchell Houses, uh, the housing projects in the Bronx. His godfather, Rod Strickland, NBA legend, growing up, best friends, one of Kyrie Irving's dad's best friends, being mm-hmm. Kyrie's godfather. Uh, Kyrie knows the history of the Nets, uh, a team, uh, 1967, um, they were, it was their inception. They've gone from Long Island to New Jersey to, um, to Brooklyn, and they've been without a championship. We're talking Dr. J. We're talking Buck Williams. We're talking um, Jason Kidd. We're talking Dr. J. And now you have the opportunity with Kevin Durant and Kyrie. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's plausible. I won't say plausible. I, I think the Nets owe it to their fan base uh, to run it back one more time. But basketball still is a business. Um, you saw my reporting uh, earlier today uh, mm-hmm. and my tweeting about uh, Brandon Ingram. The Pelicans do not have interest in just giving away Brandon Ingram. Um, but there is a there was a conversation, I'm told recently, where, um, you know, Brandon Ingram, as well as Larry Nance, uh, was what the Nets were looking for, as well as picks. You look at the Pelicans; they do have about six picks uh, from both the Lakers and the Bucks. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I, I think the Pelicans definitely exceeded expectations this past season. So, I don't think it's just the Lakers that may have interest. There are other teams who have interest in Kyrie Irving, namely uh, the Miami Heat, um, as as well as um, that situation um, with. Kevin Durant is also going to be a very interesting situation. Teams have interest, but people are trying to downplay, I guess, their 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 significance or their talent. Like, these are generational-type players. Uh, Kyrie Irving should have been on the NBA 75 list. Kevin Durant is on the 75 uh, play, top 75 all-time list. But um, there's no short of people who, who have interest um, in there. It's a matter of, I think, the Nets need to, as well as Kyrie and Kevin, need to find a way to, to, to make things right. I think they owe it to the fan base. Yeah, most definitely. But do you think Kevin Durant requesting trade put pressure on the front office just like how Kobe Bryant did back in the day? Like, do you feel like that what Kevin Durant is doing? Do you think he's trying to get um, the front office to get the right players in there? There's a parallel. I definitely think um, Kobe set that that um, that that bar. If I'm not mistaken, I think the Clippers were one of those teams yeah. that was interested in Kobe back then. I think the Bulls were in that in that faction as well. Um, and, you know, nothing happened. So in answer to your question, at, at value right now, yeah, there's a comparison. I, I can see it. I just mm-hmm. hope that there is a – for them, if Kai and Kevin want to stay together, um, they find some sort of um, resolution. Yeah, because I also saw a report that uh, the Lakers were a possibility for Kevin Durant, AD, Westbrook for Kyrie, and uh, Kevin Durant. Can you uh, – you have any information about that? Well, from everything that I know on the Lakers' side, uh, and there is – no interest in moving Anthony Davis. Um, I know that the Lakers were looking to move Russell Westbrook. I know that uh, Chris Haynes had uh, put that out the other day. And I know um, some folks on Twitter were, were giving Chris a hard time. And, you know, and that's the one thing about, about conversations. People take conversations as the deal is done. No mm-hmm. conversations are conversations, you mm-hmm. know, just like I know that, the Toronto Raptors and the Nets had a conversation about Scotty Barnes and the Raptors don't want to give up Scotty Barnes. So it's one of those things. Conversations don't mean done deals. I'm sure the Lakers discussed at length that they would want to move Russell Westbrook, but um, that's a conversation. I could tell you today, big, big, me and you 
talked over the weekend about me coming on your show. Mm-hmm. Me and you had a conversation. I could pull out and say, no, I don't want to come on your show, but I'm mm-hmm. here. So it's confirmed. I'm on your show. It, it's, it's yeah. That's 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 doing business. You know, yep. that's that's where the Nets and that's where the Lakers are. And um, they don't want to give up Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, and Taylor Horton Tucker, and none. I don't think it's enough to to get Kyrie Irving. I, I think um, I don't know that that is um, enough. I, you you either you know enter a situation where you bring in a thirteen, um, but just moving Taylor Horton Tucker, Russell Westbrook, and Kendrick Nunn, just knowing the organization that the Nets are, I don't see that being enough. Yeah, um, we'll see what happens there. And also, you know, all this trade speculation, because there's a lot of people out there, media, like people out there saying it's leverage. Do you think it's leverage trying to get Kyrie to get an extension? Like, what, can you elaborate on that? I think there's leverage to improve the team. Um. I have said uh, on various programming that um, Steve Nash and Sean Marks um, need to look in the mirror um, and not, and the perception can't just be everything is Kyrie Irving's fault. Um, It's almost like, okay, he missed a lot of the season and gave up $14 million um, because Mm -hmm. of the New York city mandate. The nets did not want him um, to play away games. Yeah. And so he comes back, Mm -hmm. Mayor Eric Adams um, scales back the restrictions. And I'll add, as much as people make it a Kyrie Irving thing, um, you know, the New York Yankees and the New York Mets also play baseball in in two of the five boroughs. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are guys on both teams uh, who have not uh, been vaccinated. And so I say that to say, I don't think it was just a Kyrie Irving mandate. Um, It was Mm -hmm. also uh, multiple people play baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it, I, I'll, I'll be transparent with you. The mayor rolled back those restrictions. Mm-hmm. Who's to say when baseball's over, they don't roll them back to where they were? Mm-hmm. Okay. So in answer to your question specifically, yeah, Kyrie Irving came back. We're talking supposeds of what the Nets would have done had he played. We know the type of player he is. Um but I also think that, well, I'm, I know that there were some issues in the locker room with uh, James Harden and Steve Nash, um, which is why James wanted out. I know mm-hmm. that. But I also feel like the Nets were doomed from mm-hmm. the beginning. The, the yeah. talk at media day was about Kyrie Irving and vaccinations, not about the team. Yeah. And so there comes a point where you see the same things in print, tweeted and printed in articles over and over again. The more you read it, you 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 begin to believe it. When you start to, when people read things over and over again, we start to believe that's truth. Mm-hmm. And so in this situation with, with, with the front office and with Steve Nash, I, I think that there are some things that, um, you know, people can, can, can look at and say, yeah, maybe I could do, I could have done better. I think Steve Nash was a first year coach. And I think the Nets were trying to make him the next um, Steve Kerr and Steve Kerr inherited a Warriors team um, that Mark Jackson, mm-hmm. whether you love him, or you hate him, as well as the front office drafted and put confidence and still confidence and just and just got better over time. The Nets were a different animal because those weren't homegrown stars. They were brought in via free agency. And so now mm-hmm. you, you, you got rid of Kenny Atkinson and, and you got to figure it out. You, mm-hmm. you created a big three with Kyrie, Kevin Durant and DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan did not pan out because 
you look at Steve Nash's system last season, it mm. was a Mike D'Antoni system, which does not benefit big men. Nope. He was frustrated. He went yeah. to L.A. It didn't work out there. He went to Philly. Doc Rivers and DeAndre Jordan have a level of familiarity from their Clippers days. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I just think in this situation, even with the Nets, you are a system that is solely dependent upon Kevin mm-hmm. Durant's scoring, Kyrie Irving scoring, but you miss the playmaker in James Harden. That's where Ben Simmons comes in. All we need him to do is be like Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. We just need him to run. Yeah. Run and play defense. He takes mm-hmm. less shots than James Harden. And in addition to that, um, he can play defense better than James Harden. James Harden is a good fit for Philly. I believe Ben Simmons is a good fit for Brooklyn. I do think that the Nets need to run it back, but basketball is still a business. Mm-hmm. If the Nets are presented with the right deal, they go after it. I'm not sure that that's the Lakers. At face value, the Suns have some some pieces that would be intriguing. But the Suns, from what I understand, don't want to give up Devin Booker. So you look at the situation with um, the Pelicans. The Pelicans, to me, have an upside. The Brandon Ingram portion of it is what's interesting. I feel like everybody's lowballing. Nobody's mm-hmm. trying to give up their stars. Yeah, you're, you're going to have to give up a star with a player like Kevin Durant. You know, you're going to have to. Equal value. You know what I mean? And it's just crazy how, you know, Kevin Durant got there. And he asked how – would. Can Kevin Durant go to the front office and say, fire Steve Nash, and I'll come back? Is there a possibility that can happen too? I'm sure Kevin has that power. Um, but you also do know mm-hmm. um, relationships matter, even mm-hmm. in basketball. I mean, I know you. If I if I was ever stranded in the greater Los Angeles area and I could pick up a phone you, and call you, yo, can you get me? I'm stranded. You come get me. Yep. Same thing with, with, with Sean Marks and Steve Nash. Those guys go back uh, mm. to the Phoenix days. Those guys were teammates in Phoenix with Danny Manning, Jason Kidd, Kevin Johnson, and others. Mm. If I'm not mistaken, Paul Paul Westfall was the head coach at the time. Um, I was around that team as a kid. I was 12 or 13 at the time. Steve mm. Nash was on that team. Um, so they had three point guards in Nash, Kevin Johnson, and um, Jason Kidd. And Rex Chapman was on that bench too. Mm. Um, there's a relationship there that goes back. And so – just knowing Sean Marks and knowing the guys that he hires, like like um, Jacques Vaughn, who's a top-rated assistant in in, in that system. Um, you, you also brought in Adam Keefe, uh, who's been there a minute. There's a relationship there. There's a lot of relationships there. I, I think it's not as easy as just Kevin saying fire him. I, I think the Marks connection there, he'd be, he'd be firing his friend. Mm-hmm. But I also do think this separate thought, and specifically – um, I do think the Nets front office is on the hot seat, too. I don't think it's just Kyrie and Kevin Durant. If they start the season together, are the only two on the hot seat. It's the front office and the head coach also. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what the Nets do, man. It's going to be interesting. But, like, today a story came out um, on the Lakers side that they're talking to the Pacers for Buddy Hill and the Rockets for Eric Gordon, and then the Spurs can get involved in the three-team deal. So, like – it's going to have to take a three-team deal to get Kyrie to L.A. And what is your expectations for this to happen? you think Kyrie's going to end up in L.A., back with Brooklyn, or a team that we're not talking about that's going to come in and swoop Kyrie? I think the Nets are going to still stick this out to start the season. Uh, you know, for me, man, like, it's unfortunate that Lakers got to wait, 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 because they're waiting right now, you know, for Kyrie. Like, I feel like they're just waiting for the Nets to – because I guess they're offering the first-round pick – but they're reluctant to give up the two picks. You know what I mean? So it's like 
it's plan. I think we're doing plan A first, plan B. I feel like we're getting towards here's the offer. If you don't take it, we gotta go. That's what but I'm. The Buddy Hill situation to me, yeah, um, is intriguing for more than just the fact that the Lakers have been salivating over him forever. So you look at the Buddy Hill situation, and um, the the Lakers mm-hmm. in Sacramento were talking last summer. Yep. If you recall on a show, on a radio show, on a television show in New York, MSG Networks, I said that um, the Lakers were looking at Kyle Lowry. They were looking at um, Russell Westbrook. And I think I said also, it was a year ago, it was on 4th of July weekend. I also said they were looking at Derrick Rose. Um, But I knew that the the Russell Westbrook portion of it, when he was still a member of the Wizards, I knew in the playoffs that Russell was going to ask it was going to ask out the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I know in retrospect, some members of the Lakers felt as though um, the Lakers should have been more patient and prudent in their approach and gone after the buddy situation. Mm-hmm. Indiana is an interesting situation because um, their owner mm-hmm. is one of the oldest owners in, in, um, North American sports, but their but their GM Kevin Pritchard is a is a is a front office whiz. Like he's 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 highly intelligent. Um, he is a people person, mm-hmm. and I know that the Pacers are looking to rebuild. Mm-hmm. You don't just give up, Buddy Hield. Mm-hmm. Like when Sacramento traded him, as well as um, Halliburton, I was mad. Because I watched them up close this year, and I was like, Sacramento really has something special. Yeah. Um, You don't just give up, Buddy Hill. So I I think the same edict applies to the Lakers. Mm -hmm. Lakers ain't just giving up Buddy Hill. Yeah. So, like, I'll be honest with you. You My opinion. Yeah. Alan Horton Tucker fits better in a Pacers system than he would Brooklyn. That's my opinion. Stylistically, he'd fit better. Yeah. I know that Taylor Horton Tucker was mm-hmm. discussed in Russell Westbrook conversations um, last summer, as was Kuzma um, and more. The mm-hmm. Lakers kept Taylor. Yeah. Kuzma, in my opinion, is going to really flourish in year two in Washington. Yeah, he is. And I think, again, when you look at Buddy Heald and what he brings to the table, mm-hmm. Just because the Lakers like them, don't mean that that uh, the Pacers are just throwing them at, okay. at them. Like you, you, you got to give up something in return. I like Taylor. Um, I think that mm. he can be a star individually on a team. If the Pacers were to get him in a trade for Buddy, I, I really do think um, he would do well. In the same way that once Brandon Ingram left Los Angeles and mm-hmm. came to New Orleans, he killed it. So, again, the Pacers aren't just going to give up, mm-hmm. uh, buddy. But, boy, if the Lakers got him, and, boy, if the Pacers got Taylor Horton Tucker, I think it would be a good trade for both. Yeah. You know, that that's why, like, I see all those reports about – Lakers waiting, Lakers and Nets talking, all this. It's just right now, talking stage. Wilson's official, man. Lakers got to do what's best for them in the franchise. If we don't get Kyrie, it is what it is at this point, man. We got we got to, you know, because at the end of the day, man, is, is there a possibility that Westbrook gets 
bought out by the Lakers, or are we just going to keep him? So when I look at Russell Westbrook, I think the thing that I think sometimes people say enough, say things enough times, you believe it is truth. As I said previously, mm-hmm. folks that I've spoken with within the Lakers organization have said to me, they really feel like this past season, had everyone been healthy, it would have been a different conversation. Mm. And I, the same way that I feel like Ben Simmons, Kyrie mm-hmm. Irving, and Kevin Durant should run it back in Brooklyn, I feel the same way about Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. When you look at this past season, COVID, mm-hmm. injuries, mm-hmm. and Frank Vogel, for yeah. some, not all, for some, mm-hmm. was just a cocktail for Lakers disaster. Yeah. For me, man, I personally, man, I wouldn't run it back, you know, because just the way that stuff has been going on with Russell Westbrook saying there's no expectations, just him, his body language looked off last season, you know, and I feel like LeBron, I don't know if LeBron wants him back or not, you know. We'll see what happens there, and if the Lakers do get Kyrie, I feel like we're, we'll be a championship, ten, championship contender with Kyrie, AD, and LeBron. Right now, we still got a young team. We still we, we got a lot of young vet, young assets, you know what I mean? So it's like See what Willis going to do. And also a question I just saw right here. Um, I wrote down, um, is it could this be the last year for LeBron James in Los Angeles? I think he's waiting for his son. So I think depending on what happens with whether his son would do one and done or go straight to the league, mm-hmm. that depends on some things. Um, I also feel as though, just in my observation of covering the league, mm-hmm. I feel like there comes a point where LeBron stays somewhere for three to four years, mm-hmm. and then the team kind of breaks down in a way where he's got to go someplace else. Yeah. Um, I've always felt that a return to Cleveland once again would yeah. be dope. Specifically, and and that's not something Lakers fans want to hear. And well, it, it is what it is. If he wants to go back to Cleveland, <laughs> he, needs to let, he needs to let the Lakers know I want out or I want I'm leaving. Then we can trade him. You know what I mean? I'm, well, here's the thing. You know, uh, there comes a point in life where I feel like for a long time you've got players who were loyal to teams. You yeah. saw um, Kevin Garnett stay in Minnesota and almost yeah. didn't get a ring. He ended up going to Boston, right? Mm-hmm. You're seeing something similar with Damian Lillard, where it's mm-hmm. like, well, what's next? LeBron James, to me, has always been the player who represented today's culture of freelancing, mm-hmm. of of hiring. I, I reported this like a month ago. Cardi B took a deal. Not Cardi B, I'm sorry. Um, Nicki Minaj took a deal with Maxim, um, mm-hmm. with their creative director. Mm-hmm. You hire a star within a company. Mm-hmm. LeBron has never played for a franchise like the Lakers before. When I look at the Lakers, I look at them as like the 13 original colonies in, in history. You look at, um, you know, you look at Pennsylvania, you look at Massachusetts. When I look at the originals in the NBA, you think of the Lakers, you think of the Celtics, you think of the Knicks. Um, and then, you, you look at some of the ABA teams that merged, like the Pacers, the, the Spurs, the Nets. The Lakers are originals. And so, but LeBron is this star that they've hired. Mm-hmm. 
I think there's a clash because there are people who are LeBron fans. There are people who watch the finals because of LeBron and the team he happens to play for. Mm -hmm. So I I think there is a clashing, but there is an understanding um, between the bus family and LeBron. Um, and, And I think that in this situation, I think, as much as I think the microscope is on Steve Nash and 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 Sean Marks in Brooklyn, as mm-hmm. well as Kyrie Irving and 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 uh, Kevin Durant, so too is the microscope on guys like Rob Palinka, because yeah. Magic Johnson doesn't get enough credit for what he constructed in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Magic Johnson and Rich Paul were the architects in this getting LeBron to Los Angeles. Yeah. Rob Palinka is holding the bag. What are we going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Magic Johnson was outside of LeBron's house and, you know, 1201, yep. he was there. They talked to it. And I feel like, I feel like it is Rob Plinka's last season. And if we don't get it done, you know, when like you just think, would not be surprised if LeBron did leave, go back to Cleveland. It would not surprise me at all. I mean, Cleveland, even, has, Cleveland yeah. has the, the yeah. roster. But I'll be yeah, honest with you, you asked me specifically yeah. if he stays with Los Angeles, let's look at some other teams that have cap space. Mm-hmm. and will allow LeBron to be the creative architect that he is. Yeah. So I said Cleveland because there's yeah. a familiarity. Mm-hmm. But there's some other teams, namely the Oklahoma City Thunder. He did talk about, uh, what's his name, the GM over there? Presti. Oklahoma City, yes. Yeah, Presti. Then you, know? then you also have the Orlando Magic. Again, I don't think it would go to Magic, but wouldn't surprise me if for a son. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I think it's so very open ended. I look at Denver. Yeah. I, I reported this a couple years ago. I, I looked at Denver um, when they were frustrated with LeBron and his injury and some of those other things in year one. When I was, mm-hmm. you know, reporting about just everything that was going on with that groin injury, and it was worse than what people were saying it was. Denver and, and Los Angeles. Um, I'm told briefly had a conversation back then. I think that was 29, like 20, 2020, the beginning of 2020 in January. I remember he heard yeah. himself on Christmas Day game against the Warriors. Yeah. They, they, I think it was either before the injury or right after. They were there were some sort of conversation. So I, I just think that there's a lot of things that could happen between now and then. But right now he plays in Los Angeles. Yep. And I feel like um he's basically to me, man, I feel like LeBron is going to leave, in my personal opinion, if we don't get Kyrie. We don't get Kyrie. He's gonna leave and go back to Cleveland. That, that's just me. He's done it before in Miami. He's done it before in Cleveland. So it wouldn't surprise me if, he, if this is his last year. He probably won't say nothing. He probably won't tell the front office and then just bounce. Well, that's see, Miami problem. was a different situation. Miami yeah. was different because he and right Raleigh um, maybe had some creative differences, but um, Pat, the situation in Miami was also different because I think that it ran its course. Yeah. Remember how I said to you, any team you play for for three or four years, the dynamics of that team begin to change? Yeah. In my opinion, mm-hmm. when LeBron was in Miami, he turned Chris Bosh into a jump shooter the same way that Kevin Love became one in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Coincidence that Anthony Davis is becoming more of a finesse. He always was a finesse player. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, because I, I think it's a blessing that you can play point guard. Yeah when you're younger and then transition into being a big man, but he's also a hybrid big man in today's NBA. Mm-hmm. At some point when LeBron goes to teams like year three, year four, it doesn't have the same elasticity. Yeah. Yeah, man. I just feel like 
AD is a finesse player, and that, but we got centers now, so AD is going back to the power forward position. So when AD plays power forward, he'll dominate, man. With this Laker team, man, is young. We'll see what happens with the Kyrie Irving trade, man. But Brian Robinson, man, go ahead and plug in your channel, plug in your podcast where they can follow you, man. Um, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Scoop B S C O O P, the letter B. But more importantly, um, subscribe to Scoopy Radio Podcast on all streaming platforms. Uh, check out uh, my work uh, daily at uh, ballysports.com as their national NBA insider. And also check out um, my my show over at Spotify called Scoopy Sources. Uh, we talk about a lot of good stuff. I think we had like about 700 to 800 people in the room uh, about a week ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we're doing a lot of good stuff. Bally Sports, Spotify, uh, and Scoop B Radio. Uh, check it out. Keep up the great work, and he does have great sources. Keep up the great work, and keep striving for greatness, man. My brother, thank you, for, as always, for the opportunity to be myself. Yep. Peace out. My man. I'm here to be an all-time great. You're now rocking with the best. Welcome to the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Oh, he's smoking hot. The latest Laker news. Another great showtime feed. The greatest Laker show. This is going to be legendary for a long time. This is is the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. Lakers all day. Go Lakers!